Welcome back to the Bad Wives Club. We made you all wait long enough for this one, and there's a reason for that, which you'll learn more about during these episodes. The guest you guys have been asking us for since day one of this podcast, we are so excited to welcome our best friend, and yes, my sister, my other half, Kelly Brabance Gallo, the newest bad wife, who also happens to be one of Boston's most inspiring female entrepreneurs. She's made it her life's mission to lift other women up, even during a phase of life when she couldn't lift herself up. Listening to this over was emotional. I shed some tears, and honestly, in all of the years I've spent being front row to witness Kelly's successes from dance competitions to building an empire and selling hundreds of thousands of leggings, I have never been more proud of her. She gets deep and vulnerable and for no other reason than to hopefully inspire our listeners and give you hope that change is possible no matter where you are in life. She talks about how you are in control of that change and it is so inspiring. Like always, when you vibe with Kelly, the conversation was flowing too good that we had to make it two parts. So tune in, hear all about how she navigated a breakup less than three years ago to finding her dream man and becoming her dream self in the process. Kelly, thank you so much for being so open and for your willingness to share this with our little growing community. We all love you and we can't wait to watch you become the strongest mom inside and out. <laughs> Stop. Oh, yeah. um, like Kelly felt the baby move for the first time. <gasps> I love it. Oh. What did it feel like? It was, it was just like, it felt like a little pulse, like a little heartbeat. I was yes. in the shower and I screamed for Connor and I thought he was going to have a heart attack. So did he feel it? No, because it was in the sh- It happened so fast. It only, only happened twice. And then I started thinking, like, was that it? Wasn't it? And it was definitely. Definitely. It was on the same side where the it like a little gas bubbles. Exactly what people said, like a fluttering pulse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So tell everybody but, how many weeks are you oh now? Oh, my gosh. 18 weeks and three days. <gasps> Crazy. No, it's flying by. But you had your most recent appointment. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. And everything's good. Thank God. It's just so So crazy. is she going to come out like, I feel like with those gallo jeans, I mean, it's I, stop. Yeah, my stomach has popped. My stomach popped so early, though. Like 15 weeks, I felt. Is she measuring like a head? No, she's perfect. Like, oh, perfect. Perfect. no, the measurement isn't different. It's probably just it. all the, you know, the mac and cheese and the PB and J's adding to it. But I literally said to her, I'm like, if this baby is tracking to get big, like, I need to go sooner. Like, I'm not yeah. pushing out a 10 pound baby. Like, this is just not happening. I always say, laughing. though, it's the best for you because you're always squatting. So, like, it's going to be so That's why easy I'm like, for you to, yeah. like, push right out. Just move. Like, I'm just like envisioning like what it's going to take. So many squats, squat jumps, like, just pray for me I'm i feel like she's <laughs> that's gonna, gonna come most flying out i hope so no she is and you found out pretty much right on the day that you like missed your the morning of, the yeah. morning of but it's flying by even for me no I'm like, i can't believe wait that. so how did you know that you were pregnant like did you get this feeling were you like missed? so we weren't gonna start trying right after the wedding because we had our trip to brazil and for those of you guys who don't know me and my husband we we met seven months later we got engaged and then a year later from the day of our engagement, we got married. So everything kind of happened really quickly. It, we're actually celebrating our two year this January 27th in like oh two my weeks. God. So we haven't even been together for two years. Life has just been moving so fast. So after the wedding, we're like, let's just take a few months. We'll go to Brazil one more time. We've gone to Brazil twice together in a year. So we wanted to go one more time, have a little honeymoon. Uh, and then after the day after our wedding, we kind of looked at each other. He wanted a baby right away. So I definitely <laughs> knew that that's what he wanted. He would have skipped just, the wedding. Yeah, he would have <laughs> skipped the wedding. He's like, we don't need a wedding. I just want a baby. Um, and I just wanted a few months. But I don't really even know why I wanted a few months. I just thought I needed to like have a few trips 
under my belt. And then the day after our wedding, we were just so in love and so happy that we were having a few margaritas and we looked at each other and we we're like, why wait? Like, I'm just, I'm ready now. Let's just start trying. You never know. It might take us a year. It might take us two years. I just didn't know what the journey was going to look like. So I said, better, let's just start. All we want is a family and mm. let's put it in God's hands and try. Four weeks later from the day of our brunch, our wedding brunch, <laughs> I woke up and took a pregnancy test. Wait, so baby G was conceived at that after that wedding brunch? Well, like a few days after because I had my period. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh my God, that's right. You guys know. Like, and I was wearing that I white know. bikini and I was freaking out. Oh. I was like, I would have my period on my wedding. Yeah. Oh, my and so that's God. why I also, in the back of my head, I didn't think I was going to get pregnant so fast. Mm. Was there anything, like when you guys were having those margaritas that sticks to you that made you realize that you wanted to start trying or was it just a yeah i quick cried it was a, it, we went on this like private little date right where we had our first look he set up this date night it was two nights after everyone had already left and i feel like it was the first time i like slowed down and can really like soak in mm -hmm. everything with him and i was just so happy like i just remember sitting there being so happy and i remember just like looking at him being like after the whole wedding was over and this is like actually what i said to him and i cried it's kind of deep but I was so consumed in like my dress and my hair and looking amazing for my wedding and the aesthetic of the wedding. And it just felt, and this is normal. It's all what mm -hmm. all brides do, obviously. Oh, yeah. And this is, I, yeah. you know, and that's who I am. I'm, perfe I'm a perfectionist. But I felt like it was all like me, 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 me. And I, that put a lot of pressure on myself. I was a very like stressed, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially on the wedding day itself. I just felt like there's so much pressure. When I, I said to Connor, I'm like, I'm just excited to, to bring in a child that, will give me just a new purpose. Like that's not myself. Like I just want a new purpose. I'm ready mm -hmm. to like shift my energy. It's always about me. And like, whether it's work, dance, the way I look, my wedding, it's just, it just feels like it's always about me. And I'm just ready to shift that and focus on someone else. Yeah. Like bring my focus onto something else yeah. and just find a new purpose in my life. Cause I was just feeling like, what is my purpose? Yeah. And it just felt so right with him. And just the way I was feeling and he, him and I both cried. We're just like, okay, Aww, we're ready. So <laughs> it was really emotional. I know it was, it was, it was like so personal. He's going to laugh that I'm even telling the story, but we just, we just really, really knew. And I think I was, I've never felt so ready for anything. And then, yeah, when we found out, I was shocked. Oh my God. I was God. so shocked because I'm a very realistic person. Yeah. And as you'll get to know me through this podcast and just, if you follow me, I'm like very spiritual and I'm always like, you know, I'm a dreamer and I love to manifest manifest <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, spiritual numbers and all that stuff. But then mm -hmm. there's a big side of me that's very realistic. I'm like, this is what's really going to happen. This is the reality. You have to prepare for the worst yes. so that you're <laughs> ready for anything. Yeah. And Connor thinks it's crazy because I'm always thinking about like, what if, what could happen? And so I just really thought it was going to take me. I don't know why mm -hmm. I just thought it was going to take me a long time. And so I was just emotionally preparing Connor and I like, you know, we might not find out. I, I want us to get excited and it's important to be excited. And I know, I have faith that we're going to have our family one day, but let's just not think it's going to happen right away. Yeah. And so how did like, you tell him? Well, so, how did you find out? So let's yeah, start yeah, from yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, how did yeah. you find out? <laughs> so I woke up that morning and I was getting my period regularly, like every single month. So I woke up and I just had this feeling. So I had, the night before I had a dream and I don't want to get too far into it, but I had a dream with my Nana I've never, who passed and I've never dreamt with her before. And she was so vivid in this dream. She was wearing this black sweater with like these little glittery things. And she was in this dance um, auditorium. And there was something about the connection. We didn't talk or anything, but it was almost like I brought you your baby. Wow. I woke up and I just 
I was like at such peace. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. And obviously it was my missed period day and I, I hadn't had any symptoms. So zero symptoms. Um, and didn't you always say to Connor that like when you, the day that you found yeah. out that you like, you're going to have never, to hold my hand yeah. in the bathroom because I'm going to black out if it's positive. Like, <laughs> yeah, you always said that. So I was so nervous. I thought my heart was going to be yeah. pounding. He left to golf with his brothers and I was at such peace. I just went, I got like five pregnancy tests. So you did I, it all by yourself? My heart wasn't pounding. And when I saw it just like pop up all five pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh. And I always thought that I would be a nervous, nervous wreck. Like, oh my gosh, is this the right timing? Yeah. I'm always like thinking that it needs to be the right time and everything needs to be yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. I need to be in my dream home. I need to be married and everything needs to line up. And I remember when I was, the test was like still loading or whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> feeling like I will be really sad if it's not positive. Like Aww. that was such a feeling that brought me so much peace because I'm like wow I really really want this and I'm really really You're ready, ready for it because I'll be sad if it's not positive oh, oh my god so that was just a special moment and then he came home from golf and I posted the video so you guys can watch that on my Instagram but um he was so shocked and so happy <laughs> oh I, uh, his happiness made it 10 times better like truly I'm just so happy I never settled and you know had kids and a family with someone that didn't want it. like just that that's not connor i don't know it's like you i guys just share the same values of family <laughs> yeah. for we're sure. so on the same yeah. page and his joy and happiness when i told him like i felt proud like it's really hard for me to really feel proud of myself and i was like yeah i did this you know i'm doing Aww. it for me but i really just wanted to give him everything yeah, he's yeah. ever wanted and i just felt so like excited that's oh. amazing and i think <laughs> we should like backtrack a little bit because a lot of people want to know how you met connor and just from being your best friend for over 12 years now, we have gone through a lot of frogs together, you know, and <laughs> lots of frogs. We've kissed a lot of frogs. Um, but you, you just turned 34 this weekend. So happy birthday, my Thank friend. Thank you. And happy um, birthday to you today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Capricorn sisters. Yes, Capricorn sisters. Um, but, you know, two years ago, things looked a lot different. Especially like as friendships too. Our friendships, the dynamics can change. Like I was having babies. I was married. You were in a different place. You were single, newly single. You were starting over again. Like your life looked a lot different than my life. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's really crazy how in two years, like you were saying, so much can happen. Like I can't believe you're just celebrating your two year anniversary my with whole Connor. Life has changed like crazy but wow. it's really wild and nobody needs to harp on the past so i think we should just cut right to the chase of like you ended a relationship two two and a quarter ago, year two and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah two, and a, half years two and a half years ago um and you were 31 one can you just go through what yeah. you did to get yourself in a better place no, after totally. that and i feel like everything i went through i think i'm so happy that you guys had me on and like i really want this to be yes i want it to be about me but i hope that I'm on here for a reason to help people for yeah. a purpose. Like I genuinely hope there's takeaways in this and that your listeners can actually relate to at least one part of it because mm -hmm. I feel like I've gone through so much. I've gone through the single life. The yeah. Now I'm married and it's like mm -hmm. so many ups and downs in my life that I genuinely this story think my story helpful. can relate to so mm -hmm. many people and Definitely. give you hope. Yeah. Cause not having hope is the worst thing in the entire world. And I've been there and just feeling so empty. But when I went through, you know, my, last relationship I don't like to talk too much into that so I'm not really gonna get into the details yeah. of why it didn't work it just was not a good fit mm -hmm. and for me it was really really bad it was a really bad time in my life personally but professionally the best my mm -hmm. company was growing it was blowing up I was teaching all these classes mm -hmm. 
But personally, I was at the lowest I had ever been. And it was really hard to show that with my followers and listeners. And now as I'm getting older and I'm such a good place, I want to backtrack and really, th- my, like, you know, my future is really to talk about the really bad times because I can look at them and appreciate them so much now. And I can mm-hmm. talk about them and feel proud that I went through it. Mm-hmm. And so backtracking, getting out of that relationship, I was living with my ex at the time. And within 24 hours, I really had to just pack up all my stuff and move in with my parents. I was 31. I hadn't, I hadn't owned, owned my own place. I was just back with my parents. I moved in with, then I moved in with Liz a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to go to my sister's wedding by myself. That was really hard. I'll um, never forget Mariana's wedding. Like, and that was definitely when you were at your yeah. lowest point. But just following up on the breakup, I feel like one of the takeaways that I always say to people, like when I use your story as an example, is the fact that you listened to the signs, you didn't ignore them, like, and you made a quick, like it's really, really was like ripping the bandaid off and you Mm -hmm. didn't waste any more time once you made that decision. And thank God you did because you're gonna go into the whole story. But I think that was the biggest thing when you realized it was bad, it was bad and you ripped off the bandaid and you moved on. You never never looked back. I think that's so, so important. People ask me all the time, how did you know? And I had known for a little bit, but. It, there was just a day where I was like, no more excuses. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I wrote down and, and people are saying this all the time. It's like writing down what you really want. And I just kept on writing it down, manifesting it, manifesting it. All, nothing aligned with this relationship. It was 8am. I think yeah. I grabbed a duffel bag and oh I was God. out, never looked back. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really hard. I ripped that bandaid off and it was, it came with a lot of emotion because mm-hmm. it was just starting over. Did mm-hmm. I make the right decision? Will I ever find anyone again? I put all mm-hmm. this effort into this relationship and now I'm starting from zero. Mm-hmm. And then also just embarrassment, having to tell people like what happened. And it's not embarrassment, but you just feel like you're 31, you're in this long-term relationship. I don't like to arrow people's you know, dirty laundry and I just didn't really yeah. care to. Mm-hmm. But with the following that I had, I just, it was so hard. I just kind of wanted it all to go away, but people knew, could see that I was like living with Liz again, mm-hmm. going through the breakup. And I felt like I had to share it so much with my followers. And that was really hard. And yeah, being at my sister's wedding, just seeing her get married and all the while, just like being so happy for my sister getting married and knowing that this isn't my time, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't take away the fact that I'm so lonely sitting at this table without a plus one at 31. And I think, you know, we were just kind of talking about how I'm so grateful that my type, my personality since I was a kid is I'm not a jealous person. If I see anybody have anything, like if, you know, when they're married, kids, I've never once felt jealous, envious. I want what they have. I want what she has. This is my, this is the perfect life. Her life is perfect. I want to copy this whole life and, and yeah. I want it. I think that's really, really unhealthy, but it's a normal human thing to compare. Mm-hmm. And we compare. I compare. Oh, yeah. But I don't want what that person has yeah. because it's not mine. And if I'm constantly want, wanting her man and her kids and her house where she lives, it, it's not supposed to be mine. That's mm-hmm. That life is meant for her whatever is coming for me needs to be that perfect fit or else it's not going to work. Right. And it has mm-hmm. to be made. And, and as deep as it sounds, I do truly feel like the universe made Connor for me. It's a perfect fit. And all these shitty relationships that I had to deal with my whole life was just getting me deeper into knowing myself. Like mm-hmm. it was, it pushed me my, my ex really pushed me in that relationship to dig deeper into myself and figure out how could I have done things better you can always learn from every relationship every situation Mm -hmm. 
And when you have to sit with yourself because you're so lonely, you know, all your friends, your siblings, everyone's has their own life. And especially when you're in your 30s, it's really hard to go through things because you don't want to feel like a burden to people. Mm -hmm. And you also I'm not the type to just cry on someone's shoulder. I kind of just pack it down and keep moving. And so you sit with yourself and you sit with your emotions a lot more. And I just spent so much time alone. Like, I know that sounds sad, but like, I, I love, I'm so happy that I did. I spent yeah. so many nights crying myself to sleep, feeling so lonely and by myself. But it, what it did was it helped me really f learn about who I was and learned my, about my heart. What do I need? Okay, I need to go to therapy because I'm holding on to a lot uh, of things. And maybe the men I'm choosing has something to do with something I've gone through mm -hmm. or my reactions to things or why am I, you know, all these things I started to, I just started to get more curious about why am, why am I the way I am? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I had that time. And I think it's so important to anyone listening is to take that time as a single woman. If you're single right now and you're feeling like helpless, helpless. And you're just like, I'm guys suck. I'm never going to find anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it just isn't in the cards for me. And you're looking at everyone. And I'm not saying like, I didn't compare Like I would genuinely be like, oh, it'd be so nice to have right. a boyfriend on the holidays. Because I spent most holidays, as you know, by yeah. myself. And I have, I'm one of seven siblings who are all married. You always had a guy on the, mm -hmm. ho the holidays. That's yeah. so hard. Literally, a couple of New Year's ago, Kelly came to Aruba on a couple's trip, single. Oh my God, I could never. Because <laughs> right around her birthday, she came to Aruba single. And it was like devastating like when she checked in it was just this whole thing you know yeah it like, was really really devastating and like i can't believe you still went and like i'm with all of my siblings and their why and their husbands and i'm just sitting in the back with my dunkin donuts coffee my hood over my head flying to aruba my <laughs> happy place which yeah. is so ironic and look at me now still yeah. is your happy place crying yeah. my eyes out wow the whole way there i couldn't even look at the stewardess because i was just my eyes were this swollen and when i checked in you know i had the suite and i was just in the room by myself that's things that people don't see. And you, like, you went through the trenches, but like yeah. you got out of it. And I think like how you turned it around, I think is like That's super inspirational. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't just the past relationship. It was really all of my relationships. And so, so, you know, that's something I don't think I've shared so much is like, even with dance and my, like my, my upbringing, I was never the first place per kid. I was never the most popular kid. I never had that perfect relationship. It was always, I was always like second best in a way, but not, not in like a bad way. Just like it was never, things just didn't, didn't go easy. Like they you were like nothing, swimming upstream kind yeah, of. Yeah, nothing ever really like clicked for me. It would do, it would be good. And was, I was a really happy kid and I had everything, but it's not like things were easy for me. I had to really, really work for things to start to fit. And now looking back at the, my whole life, like, you know, at 34 with everything I have, all I, I spend so much time looking back. And just saying, wow, thank you for that not working out, mm -hmm. that auditioning, that audition in LA not working out, this thing, this relationship, this, this, this. Thank you for all these lessons because it's hardened me in a in a way where it's actually made me an empathetic person. Yeah. Like it's like the, all the experiences have taught me so much mm -hmm. that I'm so empathetic and I'm so grateful for things. Yeah, that if I hadn't gone through them, if everything just fit perfectly. I don't know if I would be as relatable to people. I don't know if I would be as open-minded, as self-aware. And so I think it all happens for a reason. <clears throat> and if you're single right now and you like you lose hope, it's like use this time. I wanted to like finish what I was saying is mm -hmm. like use this time to look within, like to look at yourself, not 
in a mirror what you look like aesthetically or the your appearance is to genuinely look in and say hey these are things about me that aren't so beautiful that I want to work on okay because I think that I can really improve in that and be proud of myself and that's what will feel good because a man shouldn't be fixing those things mm -hmm. and I kind of in a way, I think I did that a little bit, expected a man's validation to help fix the little things that I couldn't figure out needed. Like that, or that I didn't even know needed fixing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's like validation was so important to me. And so I would seek validation from my classes. Like that was, I was just such a perfectionist and such a performer. And I wanted to make people happy and make yeah. them smile through my dancing and through my workouts that that was a form of validation that I didn't even realize I was searching for. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so and what it was that doing through therapy. Through therapy yeah. Oh and I was God. really realizing that after all this, it's like, why wouldn't this bring me joy? Why, why wouldn't this situation bring me joy? Why wouldn't this situation bring me joy? I was so happy in the time I was doing really well, or I was doing this, 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 and this. It was because I was doing it for others. Oh, because I was seeking their validation. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it because I'm just doing it to have fun. And I didn't care about the perception of other people. So yeah, I think that's really important to take that time, that self-reflection. I know like this is a lengthy answer to your question. It's normal no, for it's me. It's amazing too. And especially at the timing that it happened before having kids and before having a husband, because once you're in the, that marriage and you're a mom, you don't have as 100%. much time to Thank sit that's, and reflect. That's where my brain was going. Yes. So I think like now the fact that you fixed so many of those things and you worked on yourself, then you're not going to be carrying that through motherhood that could then, you know, get passed down from mm -hmm. kid to kid. And you, right. and you have talked to me about this before. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. It's such a great call, but I also don't want you to feel like you're married with kids and you can't do still do the work mm -hmm. because Time, it does not matter when you do it. If you're 60 listening to this, if you're 70, you can always work on this. And I've therapy has showed me so much and it's made me less fearful of being a parent because even if I mess up, I know I can work on myself every day, no matter what age I'm at. And I can always improve. It's not just cause I'll hit 40 mm -hmm. years old. Yeah. I'm done with self-improvement Yeah, mm -hmm. because I'm, I've, I'm 40. Yeah. No, I'm going to be constantly every year. My goal is how can I, yeah. Improve. I need your therapist number. Yeah. And, and no, kids I, make that yeah. even more of a reason to yeah. make yourself yeah. better. And mm -hmm. I th think about therapy. A lot of people have been asking me about is it's not so much about the therapist. Connor and I were talking about this the other night. You need, obviously you need a good therapist and you need to talk to a few until you find the right match. But it's really about you and how you show up and your self-awareness because the way I have grown in my self-awareness journey is insane but I have taken therapy so seriously like vulnerable you have to be vulnerable and you have to like want to do it you can listen to my story and say oh that's so inspiring but you're not gonna you're not ready yet mm -hmm. or or you don't know the path and you have to just like figure out your why and why you want to do it and for me it was like getting out of that toxic relationship and as much as I thought I was never gonna meet anybody again I still had faith so you can be fearful for the future but if you have faith it helps with the fear I truly believe you can have both and like I was fearful but I had so much faith mm -hmm. that whatever was coming would be mine and not anyone else's. And even in your darkest days, just being like, okay, I'm a good fucking person. 
I have great friends. I have a family that loves me. Clearly, I'm not mm-hmm. a shithead. Yeah. I have a career. I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm going to yes. get off my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to sulk in my tears. You could have easily didn't. blamed him, blamed your ex-relationship for or all of this. Like, or you could be me. like, okay. Yeah. And after like a week of crying and eating all of my meals in bed, I... Like mm-hmm. Liz, saw, it was like a light switch. Yeah, I woke up. I didn't miss the gym for one. I did not miss a workout. I went back to work. Started doing photo shoots. Like doing things to make me feel good. I started lymphatic drainage massages that year, like which I had never done before. I started doing more self care, which the old me thought self care was. I, f- I would feel guilty doing it. Like I, I, I said it to Liz. Like back in the day, I remember like lying to my team and being like, "Oh, I'm in a meeting." While I was in lymphatic, because I just felt like I didn't deserve to yeah. be doing lymphatic. I should be working like a workhorse. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it it showed weakness if I was getting my nails done during a work day. Oh my god! But started to do things for myself and say, "Oh wow, I'm gonna, you know, that's gonna be like my lymphatic drainage day. This is gonna be my therapy day. Like, I'm gonna do things." And I started finding joy with just like the me time, yeah. the me time stuff, mm-hmm. like being my my own best friend again. Like, mm-hmm. I literally started to. Like, oh, I love myself. Like, I'm fun going out with my friends, like partying. Like, yes. I, we decided to go to Miami that one yeah. weekend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so fun. Like, <laughs> like I'm funny. People want to be around me. Yeah. Because yeah. for a while, I was just so depressed. And my, my in my last relationship, it brought me so much anxiety. And I wanted to teach so many classes. So I was such a workhorse that I felt like my energy was just a lot. Like, it was just a lot to be around me all the time. You used to think that you couldn't have like every bucket filled. Like you thought that like because you had BBB and this success, like that was it for you. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not going to have the perfect personal life, but I'm, I think I'm going to have ki- I'm going to have kids. And so I was more like just adjusting to the fact of what my normal would look like. It's mm-hmm. not going to look like Liz's like, you know, the perfect, amazing husband, the three kids like love that for her. But I don't know if I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. I, I would love it. Surprise. But now like maybe, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, but maybe my, my normal is a, a career and all that stuff until I really realize, like Kelly, stop fooling yourself and yeah. stop being real. What do you actually want? Cause everything you're saying is just shit. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't mean anything you're saying. Like yeah. you want the family, you want the husband, you want mm-hmm. the dinner yeah. every so go night at it. the dinner <laughs> table. So stop saying that you're just going to be a work person, a cool aunt, like stop, fooling yourself Mm -hmm. and when I flipped that mindset and started manifesting peace family like coming home and I remember I would like just envision as I'm like sleeping at your house my parents I was like opening up my own place and like having my like future husband there and cooking and remember sitting I would like sit sit on a couch and drink a glass of wine in peace I would manifest those things because I've never had that I'm like it'd be so cool just like cook with your husband and sit on a couch and just drink a glass of wine and watch a show like is that real because I've never had that. It's my dream. Yeah. So like little mm-hmm. things that are maybe Stop normal, lying to yourself. Yeah. Normal to other people. I'm like, those are the things that I really cared about. And BBB ended up, my career ended up being at the end of my list every yeah. time. Wow. And as much as it's my passion, family and every, I just needed that first. And now that I have it, it's like, okay, now I can really be creative because I'm yeah. so happy at home. Now I feel like I can dive into work because I'm in such a... Yeah. And I feel like priorities as we grow up, they do change. Like we can pick up different hobbies. We can pick up what we're passionate about. We can pick up new goals. It doesn't have to be the same all the time. Mm -hmm. And like for me, it's like I've I've always been scared that I would move on to this next chapter and lose myself and just be like, oh, I can't be that Kelly from Booty by Ray-Bans again. And so there was always a piece of me. And that's probably why it kind of happened later in life that was just focused on work, career, career, career. Let me get to that point. Because then when I hit that point, I'm going to 
feel ready to get married mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so there was just like a whole i think that my whole life was just like it had to happen when it did so and tell us how you met connor <laughs> yeah. everyone that's yeah. oh my the God. number one question everyone wants to know where can oh they go gosh. out and find a connor <laughs> oh i just want everyone to like not i don't want everyone to find a connor but i would just all i am wishing for you and i'm sending you all the good vibes on this podcast <laughs> is to just be patient and believe and just open your mind up to the possibility of it even if it mm-hmm. takes a little bit because i my story is like tr- truly you know like a fairy, I don't tale. Even, a fairy tale i don't even know yeah. how it happened and i'm not a fairy tale type of girl so i'm just shocked it happened to me <laughs> so if it can happen to me it can happen to you basically that's the moral of the story but so i was teaching workout classes at equinox all over boston it's like five years ago i always get the timeline confused but it was like five-ish years ago i can't believe i'm 34 yeah so i wasn't even 30 yet um and he was he would always box in the boxing studio right before me. And I was teach my classes at 1230 every Wednesday, 1230 to 1:15. I would teach a kickboxing class. It was my favorite class. He would work out right before. And I would always look at him through the mirror and glass um, door and just be like, oh my God, that is the hottest. That is my definition of a perfect man. <laughs> like I wouldn't change one thing about him. He was, would wear these cutoff sweatshirts and he had long, long hair at the time. So his hair would just like go like this and sweat. And oh. throw, you, know, <laughs> you know, when this, like his bangs and yeah. just like sweat would start spraying everywhere, like out of a boxing movie and he'd have his hood on and he'd be blasting like this rock music and just punching the bag as hard as he possibly could. And I'm like, oh my God. Like this is my yes. dream. This yeah. is can't, like can, can I marry you? Yeah. And I actually said to one of my bridesmaids, one of my friends at the time, she was right. It was I mean, this was every single Wednesday, but one Wednesday because she remembers. You know, five years later, I was like, "Do you remember the guy?" She goes, "Yeah, the one you said." I said, "I'm gonna marry that guy one day." Like that is my dream. I said, "That's my dream man. I'm gonna marry that man one day." That's and amazing. I thought wow. for a second, I was I thought I was like swaggy and i would get his attention but i would be so nervous every single time i would see him like I, and i'm not nervous with guys you, like, you are like looking back now yeah. did he notice you too looking back now oh my god so i'd always wear my hat and just like look up he goes i would just wait every single wednesday to just hope that she would look up and like look at me like get up from the hat and on her phone she'd be on her phone and he tells the story Stop. to people and he would say like, this is my dream girl. And he just loved, and he said the cutest thing actually on our first date. He goes, I just wanted to get your attention. I would move my meetings so that I would be there every Wednesday. No. And this was like two, this was like a year and a half. So it wasn't like one or two times. And he said to me, he goes, I just loved the way you would walk in. And he just loved my energy. And when I would walk in, he goes, I just loved the way you treated everybody in your class. He said this on our first date and like the way you'd walk in and say hi to everyone and how people just adored you and just would line up for your classes. He's like, I just loved the way people loved you. And I knew you were like special just from that. And this was before I went live on my classes. And he said this on my first, on our first date. And I'm like, Oh, that's the best compliment you could give me. And so, you know, I was just bad. I would just, pray i'm like today's the day because i was single at the time and he was single and i was like today's the day he's gonna ask me for my number and i would come a little earlier and try to like sneak <laughs> in and then i just didn't have, have a little balls. concealer on that day <laughs> i know the yeah. balls and i like i found his instagram but i'm like i can't send a follow like no way stalked him on linkedin like i just knew exactly who he was like whatever um and then like like I don't know, I don't know, maybe a year later, he sold me software. So he stole the uh, account from one of his reps or whatever. And he was like, I'm, I need this Voodoo Every Bands account because I need to send the CEO, <laughs> I need to sell her this software. And so I remember getting an email like, hey, this is Connor Gallo from the gym. Like, I don't know if you know me from boxing classes. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He just emailed me. He just emailed me. Everything just like stopped. And I was just like, 
my, my, the butterflies were uncontrollable. I thought I was going to throw up. Oh my God. And it was a freaking email. Like a super, it was like, Hey, I um, want to sell you this. Would you want to, um, set up a meeting? And I was like, sure. Today? <laughs> yeah. <What day?" laughs> so I remember the meeting and I remember I was like five minutes before the meeting it was like two days later. I'm like pacing in my kitchen as if it's like oh something, I don't know. I was so, so nervous. And I get on the phone with him and I swear to God, he could have sold me shit and I'm buying it. I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. He's like, do you want to do a walkthrough? I was like, no, because no. then he would have had to pass me to another account. And I was like, no, we can just do the, sure, this sounds great. Let's do it. He's like, okay. Oh my God, I was just like so obsessed with him. It, it, I, no negotiating. I pinch myself. Just, like, I still pinch myself like once every few weeks and I'm like, this is the freaking boxing guy I'm married to. Like I look and I'm like, you're the boxing guy. <laughs> I'm like, you're the, it's still like, this happened like a few days, weeks ago. And he's like, I'm like, no, you're the, bo like, you're, I married oh you. Like, goodness. what? When you like, like feel like you're wild. about to kill him, when you guys get in a fight, you just have to close your eyes and remember yeah. that he's the boxing guy. I mean, I do. I try, you know? <laughs> Wait, so the software wasn't recently though. So, like, so the software going. happened. And then a few months after that, maybe like a month after that, the only time we ever saw each other in person was at Lincoln. And I had just started going out with my ex. And it was, we were only four weeks in, honestly. And he asked me for a drink at Lincoln and I was with my same friend. He's like, Hey, how are you? Like, how's the software going? And I'm like, great. Like it actually is. It was great. Um, but he's like, can I get you a drink? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm seeing someone. Oh. And I remember that was the hardest words I've ever said. Cause I'm like, Kelly, what are you doing? Like he was yeah. so hot. Even my friend was like, he's so hot like can i have him I'm like no if i can't have him we both can't have him. i'm like you know i can't never see no this has to be a one and done we never see him yeah. again or else i can't handle this yeah. i'm obsessed like but that's with my life i was like you know i'm not meant to have that like i'm not meant to have my my dream man i'm yeah. gonna have someone like two levels below that because like he's too perfect for me like i don't deserve that like i remember that going through my head just being like it's just that's my cards. Like, I see, I'm not going to have the dream, man. Like that. And he, he like walked away and I was like, Ugh. and whatever. Then we went into, we both got into relationships. His so sister-in-law, we you were teaching yeah, the yeah. Okay. Classes. So during pandemic, and this is why everything freaking happens for a reason. We're, during the pandemic, his sister-in-law, who I love so much, she was taking all my workout classes and they lived in the same building and his brother and him are like Liz and I and age and they're best friends. Mm -hmm. So he, Connor would always be like third wheeling with them. And I'm, I was always third wheeling with Liz and Jen. So it's just so ironic. So it would just be them three. And he would always hear my voice through the video and be like, and he said to Al goes, that's like my dream girl. Like she's my dream girl. Like why is she in that relationship? Like she, whatever. And he would just, he would just, he had to unfollow me in his relationship. I'm not going to go too far. I don't want to get myself into trouble, but he had to unfollow me because I didn't even know he was following me. That's the thing. So he was following me during the pandemic and I didn't know. Oh, wow. Because if I knew he was following me, I don't know. There's traps. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was in a relationship and, you know, we're both very loyal people. So we didn't even take it. We never, he never reached out, but he unfollowed me because he was like, I couldn't even see you because that's how much of a crush I had on you. And I'm like, he's oh like, I didn't God. even know you. And I had the biggest crush of my life. And so when I saw you on the video during the pandemic, I just said it was my dream girl. And he would just, he said to me, he's like, I just loved hearing your voice in the camera. And I'm like, what? So while I was in that dark place, teaching at my ex's living room, working so much at the same time, he was hearing me on the other end. Like I think of things like mm -hmm. that and I'm like, wow. that's wild. wild. Wow. And he just like loved like what I was doing and whatever, but never sent anything. And then his sister-in-law was like, I think she's single. And Connor was like, no way. So then Connor talked to me again. He was single. 
And he's like, oh my gosh, but I'm not going to send anything. I don't want to be that guy. She's probably getting flooded with DMs, which I was getting zero. So I was like, what the hell? No, guys. I have 98% followers woman, which I want to keep it that way. I'm happy about that. But not a freaking DM. I'm like, I can't get one like... Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You look God. cute. Like, uh, come on. Especially with all the thirst traps you were posting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, so many thirst traps. Like, come on, give me some attention. Um, so he saw me walking on Newberry Street one day. And that's like the whole lymphatic drainage thing is a whole other story. But I started doing that during my breakup. So six months before then, before I met Connor. I was doing lymphatic and I was going every single Thursday. Her code to get into the, um, to get into her. Uh, studio is 11 and she's Brazilian and she's very into numerology. I truly believe people are placed in your Mm -hmm. life at the exact moment you need them. Mm -hmm. And if you're self-aware enough, you really can see it and just believe. But I was laying on the bed, (laughs) getting a lymphatic, going through my Instagram like I usually do. And the first freaking DM I see is Gallo 11. And I'm like, holy shit. I, I don't even, I open it and I don't do anything besides, I just scream. So luckily there's no one else in the in the spa. I scream and go, and I just drop my phone. And I just say, Galaxy 11, he goes, hey, I think I just saw you walking down Newbury Street. No. How are things? Oh my God. But it had Gallo C11, okay? Oh my God. And she that, called me freaking I, I, So I didn't do anything besides, I just called Liz because she's the only person and Jess would, that would know. Oh wait, I just realized, yeah, it does have an 11. In yes. Name. So she, she's that. the only other person that would know the gravity of how big of a deal this is because she knew how obsessed I've been for like five years. And of course, what did I do in that exact moment? Google Connor Gallo and the first picture that popped up are him and his brother playing football and one of them is number one and the other one is 11. It's all one. Con- and I'm like, Connor's college football number hell? was 11 and high school. High school and college, he was 11. His brother was Stop. one. Stop, I didn't know that. And, and he has 11 tattooed 11. on his body. He has 11 tattooed on his body. Wow. Okay. And the 11-11. I was seeing 11-11 for three months before mm-hmm. to the point it where I crazy. talked to multiple psychics saying like, am I going to die? Because like, I was so scared. Oh like, I know that sounds really deep. But it was my first like real experience with angel numbers to the point where I would take pictures and send them to my mom. My mom's like, now I'm starting to get freaked out. Like my parking meters would come out as 1111, like what? twice. And then wow. when I landed in Miami, we looked up, it was Boston 1111 landed. The, that, when I, that Miami trip. Oh my trip. God. Oh yeah. my God. No, so crazy. Our, our, like our tabs would be 111. Like I have pictures in and my like, album. And now you said your everything. name, the Kelly Gallo, the and then two. Kelly yeah. Gallo 1111, two L's and two L's. Like, oh and I just discovered that three days ago. So that was like a whole yeah. other Whoa. thing. I can't believe it went almost two years. Though, so he, and he's just like, so how are things? So he just said, like, how are things? And I'm like, <laughs> better now. I'm like, <laughs> I can't speak. So I started FaceTiming with like the guy, the guy from the gym, the boxing guy. And I'm like, my, my flutters. I'm like, everything's happening i'm like you don't understand like it just started it was like one of those moments where i was like holy shit yeah wow. this makes sense and when the i see the 11 right and so we're talking and he our conversation is the funniest freaking conversation when we look back the way we were so excited that we were both talking to each other we're both writing <laughs> paragraphs we're both writing full-blown paragraphs like we weren't like Should all games are over yeah oh, we have oh everything saved and screenshotted but it's like, we weren't even trying to be cool or play games. Like I was just showing, like, I was doing smiley faces, which I never do. I was like, yeah, like let's hang out. Like I was yeah. so into it. I'm like, I don't even care if like, where are you right yes. at? Come over right now. I'm like, I'm not trying to be cool. Like yeah. I'm obsessed with you. Let's just get right to the yeah. point. So we hung out that Saturday during the, the snowstorm. Snow he picked me up at 10 a.m. 
I was so nervous. It was the biggest snowstorm we've like ever had, with like twenty feet of snow, with Boone in the front seat. <laughs> yeah. Literally in the past five down. years, that was the biggest snowstorm. Yeah. yeah. And so you were texting Libby and I. You're like, I'm going out with him. And this is at ten o'clock. The entire like everything is shut down. Like everything was about to shut so down. So we're trapped inside with yeah. our kids. We're like so we're jealous. Like going three, to a bar. Yeah, we're talking like a three foot type of snowstorm. Yeah. Oh my god. And so she's telling us she's going out, and we're like, you got to pack a sleepover bag. I know you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not you, sleeping at a guy's house. And we're like, no, yes, you are. He's because gonna sleep. I'm like, he's sleeping at my house, and you're like, no, you guys are you're sleeping there because you're going to Charlestown. Like, yeah, like and it's a full blown blizzard out. Like, you're not coming home. So I'm like, there's no way. So I didn't, I didn't pack logs. I also didn't want to like look like. Oh, I have my toothbrush. Like, oh, this convenience. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't pack anything besides a little concealer, like a lipstick, and that's yeah. it. So funny. And he picked me up. I was so nervous because I was like, hey, this is going to go either two ways. I'm going to be devastated if he's just like, if it just doesn't click and we just can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or I just, I'm about to meet the love of my life. Like, so I get in the car. And like right away, I was like, okay, he's just so hot. Okay, because I just couldn't remember. I'm like, is he as hot as I remembered? Like, yeah. you know, people get older. Like, was I just delusional? Like, is he going to be like as hot as I remember? And am I going to get the butterflies? And I sat in the car and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this isn't real. Okay, I'm obsessed. Like right off the bat, I'm just like, he's the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. So we get to his house and we had reservations. So he made a reservation at Monument. And we sit down and he's like, okay, we have a reservation in like 15 minutes. It's like right next door. So whatever. We sit on the couch. Two hours goes by. Oh we completely God. miss our reservation. We were talking for so long. I don't want this to be boring to anyone who like wants to get something out of this. <laughs> we were talking for like two hours. And then he's like, oh my God, it's two thirty, whatever time it was. And then we ended up just going and like, let's just figure it out. We'll just sit at the bar or something. There's a couple, which it's so funny. I've actually never even told you this. We're sitting at this high top and I'm feeling so comfortable and we're talking. I'm eating like a burrito taco and it's just like coming out. And he's like, <laughs> like, I just don't know why. I just felt so comfortable with him. Like I'm just eating like yeah. my hats. Like I'm not going to the bathroom to touch up my yeah. concealer like I usually would. Like constantly like, do I look okay? And the couple was like, so how long have you guys been together? And we're like, it's our first date. <laughs> the entire table was like... <laughs> They're like, you have the most insane chemistry. We thought you were together for three years. Yes. Oh my God. People were like, we thought you were together for years. Like what? The, the reaction was crazy. And Connor and I just looked at each other like this. And then everyone left. And I was like, do you want to keep staying out? Because we love to hang out. Like we have so much fun together. So we're staying and I'm like, if he doesn't kiss me, I'm going to kiss him. I don't care. <laughs> and we're sitting at the bar and these like BBB girls come up out of nowhere. And like, I'm sitting with him and they're like, hi, like, how are you? And they want to take a picture. So I'm like taking a picture and I'm like, I'm on my first date to these girls. Like they're just like BBB girls. It was so fun. I was like, so I'm just like on a first date with him. Oh, and he's like, oh, he's really cute. That's oh awesome. <laughs> so we're like talking and then like Connor's taking pictures of us. And it was like, so it was just like such a cute moment. And then we sit and I'm like, so can you kiss me? Oh, and he's like, yes. He, goes, he was just like, yes. And he kissed me. And then we literally just ended up staying together for three days. I didn't go home. I didn't talk to anyone. Like, I know. He just brought That's me to the CVS and we got some stuff that we needed. And I just like lived in his sweats for the weekend. And on the third day, we said, I love you. 10 days oh, later, wow. I was oh leaving gosh. for Brazil. And he was Crazy. like, um, you're not leaving without me. And he booked a trip to come oh, to wild. Brazil with me. And when he booked that, I was like, Mm -hmm. that's like, insane this is my husband yeah i knew inst like it's, it was so you know what's wild, crazy is like from an outsider's perspective connor was the one guy for you that you never had to worry or stress about never you, there were no like red flags were like oh 
should I text him? Or this is a little off. Or what about like this? Like you never consulted with me. I know. And that's when like, you and I know, used to tell you, you every, not that I don't tell you everything. But yeah. Like I always, but wondering. you didn't consult. You weren't no. like, Oh, this is a little, you know, or should I text him this? Or should I wait to respond? Or how should I handle? Like you didn't consult me. You didn't consult Liz. Yeah, there was, was just, no consulting. You guys were just like equally on the obsessed same page. with each other and both we're, looking for the same thing. Yeah. We were looking for the same exact thing. And I think that that's so important. And it clicked. And there was one thing you weren't looking for. And that was his 120 pound <laughs> yeah. Bernie's <laughs> mountain dog after she just decorated her condo all white. And now yeah. he's like your first baby. And now he's the love of my life. And I swear to God, the universe works in the most amazing ways. God works in the most amazing ways. He's seriously like healed me like this oh dog. God. Like it's the craziest thing. Did you guys, when you first met Connor, did you have that talk on the first day as far as like what you guys wanted, oh my what gosh. you were looking for? hundred percent. Everything. Yeah. We even talked about like relationship roles on our first date. Like, I love that. You know, I, like I want to still have my career. Like we were talking about things that you talk about yeah. when you get engaged. And he's like, I love to cook. Like I would love to cook, you know, every night for you. Mm -hmm. And we just like got so deep. And it was for the first time where I felt like I could truly be myself and have an intellectual conversation with someone without feeling like I had to hide any parts of me. Like mm -hmm. I truly saw who Kelly was right off the bat. And I never, I've never really done that. And I've never done that in any other relationship. I've kind of always led with like my career mm -hmm. and my more alpha side. Yeah. And this, what like with him, I led with my, my heart, my sweet side, my more loving, Aww. like, you know, I just had no, like, I'm not trying to, better than who I am I'm just kind of just trying to show you who I am I love to cuddle like my love language is affection yeah. I'm very sensitive mm -hmm. and I just felt like I didn't have to be this um this CEO like yeah I have all these things and I I didn't have to tell him one thing it's just mm -hmm. I just wanted to, him to see my heart and the engagement just was so natural he proposed in Aruba just the best day of, that was just the best day of my life and then a year later we got married and now you're pregnant. It's just everything. And now I'm pregnant. And it's like, it's crazy. It hasn't like even been two years. Of events in two but like, years. Even if this doesn't happen to people, it's like, it just goes to show like, forget about like the relationship, the marriage and the yeah. kids. Like if that, it might not be in your cards or everyone's story is so different. So I don't even want you guys to hold on to like the story, whoever's listening, like mm -hmm. don't hold on to like the story, but just hold on to like the time and how much can change in a time frame, mm -hmm. whether it's your career, whether it's anything in life, mm -hmm. like, Less than two years, my whole life changed. I was able to work on my mind, my mental, my emotional state. Mm -hmm. People say time moves so fast, but it's really what you do with the time mm -hmm. that matters and how you look back at yourself and can self-reflect in a year's time and six months time and say, mm -hmm. wow, look at how I've changed. Because yeah. time's going to move fast no matter what. You do not have control. Those are the things you don't have control over. Mm -hmm. But it's how do I utilize the time and really make sure that I'm soaking in every moment and helping better myself so I can enjoy life and enjoy the time and not feel so like, oh my God, it's gone. Like I should have done this, this and that. And I'm in just in this phase of life where now I'm like, I'm not going to waste another day. I'm not going to waste a second because I feel like I lived my life in this kind of robotic state where I just, you know, perfectionism, always striving success, success, like nothing ever felt like, when am I going to reach the top of the mountain? When am I going to reach the top of the mountain? And now it's like, I might be, I don't know, but I might be at the middle of the mountain, but the middle of the mountain feels really freaking good like right I'm enjoying now. Like I don't even know what part of the mountain I'm at anymore, but I'm, I'm not even looking up. I'm just kind of, I'm where I'm at and I'm enjoying it. And I never thought I could feel that. Wow. That's and so I great. really, really genuinely feel that way. And I think that you just have to realize like so much can change mm -hmm. in a year's time, in six months. So just never feel like 
your time is running out or, you know, you have the strict timeline that all your friends are on. Just don't compare yourself to that because everyone's timeline is so different. Everyone's journey is made to be different. All four of us have such an amazing story and such a different, you know, timeline. Mm -hmm. That's actually to focus on that. And speaking of that too, just like kind of comparing, but not really, but One of the questions that somebody asked was now being pregnant, having had like close friends and your siblings that just went through it. Does that make it more scary or less scary now that you're pregnant and definitely less scary? Your pregnancies were just like so effortless, like even though they weren't, I know they're really hard, really hard, but you made it less scary for me. And it was just so good to have you around and see you do it three times and see you guys with your kids. Like most people would say, oh, it's like birth control. But for me, it just it's the reality. Like your kids are going to be wild. It's going to be hard. Pregnancy mm-hmm. is going to be hard. These are the things that are going to be hard. But at least I can see it and expose and prepare myself. I feel like yeah. it just all it did was really prepare me a little bit more than I would have yeah and it also made me want it a lot more because you know when you hit your 30s like I didn't have I say this all the time I didn't have like the baby fever that just wasn't a thing like Mm -hmm. I didn't have my ovaries when you when I held a newborn I wasn't like oh my god my ovaries (laughs) are screaming like how people say I'm like that just never happened so I was like is something wrong with Connor's ovaries were screaming Connor's (laughs) Connor's ovaries were screaming for the two of us um but it just wasn't something I felt I just knew like you know I want to have a family I want to have something you know to yeah. I want when I'm older to celebrate holidays with and be yeah. with and take care of and of course I want a family but I'm not yearning for it and then when it happens and now I'm just like oh like I just I'm so happy and it's like so exciting it's crazy after like the day after your wedding that's when it like kind of like clicked it just clicked so much after my yeah. wedding I think it finally was like oh my god I feel like my my hormones kick in randomly during the day sometimes and i just like <laughs> could start crying it's the weirdest thing oh my god i'm not gonna cry right now but it's just like do you get that a lot yeah. it's yeah. just like a click and you're like oh my god it's like tears just started yeah. filling up <laughs> i could be anywhere anytime um but yeah no i i was w- so emotional like the day after my wedding the day after the brunch like two days after the wedding because like i just finally figured out like what joy meant for me. Like I just finally figured out cause it's like, what is joy can be so many things, but what's like, what brings me like the happiness, you know, that type of happiness where you're like, I'm so content. Like I could do this, but I don't need to, mm-hmm. I, this looks great, but I don't need it. This material thing. Yeah. I would like it, but it's mm-hmm. not going to bring me happy. This designer bag it doesn't fill my yeah. cup. Like mm-hmm. it's just that happiness that you don't need to even explain. It's just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I finally felt that like full to the top <laughs> overflowing. And it was like the marriage. And when people say like, does marriage feel different? It feels different for me. Mm-hmm. But maybe just because I, the union and the ch- the 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 partnership that I have with Connor, it just feels so like forever. It just feels so mm-hmm. like I have him for the rest of my life. And that to me was just everything. I guess I've been searching for. But it was that feeling, that partner yeah. in life. Like I just felt so ready. And yeah, that's why. And I was just like, I know you feel safe. I feel like you so know now. Safe. Like you yeah. are where like, you need to be in that. It's, yeah it's, and I just feel like we don't we can figure it out we don't need to have all the answers like with Connor is the first person in my life or I'm like I always feel like I need to have a plan and I need to know the answer before like I, like that's why I used to love talking to psychics because I want to know like what's, what's my future gonna be yeah mm-hmm. what, like, how can I plan you know with a kid make sure they have this this and this I, I like to know I'm such a planner yeah. but with him for some reason I'm just content with we'll figure it out because I know yeah. him and I are going to figure it out as we go and he'll always protect me and kind of lead the way and I needed a man because I have such an alpha person alpha personality I'm 
I'm such a control freak, which is something I actually have worked on a lot just to let go and let him really lead me because I, you know, I think it's important. You're you speaking guys, of the choir. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talk about it all the time. And I love, I love how you talk it. about that and just like, you know, how you're like the roles in the households and how hard it is to be 50, 50. And you know, some of your followers are saying that's really struggle sometimes. But for me, it's like, I needed that. Cause in so much of my life, I'm a control freak and I'm such mm-hmm. a leader that I wanted to just be sit back mm-hmm. and just, you know, let him, like be the man mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and he puts me in my place like he tells me like and, and some people might think this is crazy but for me it's I love that traditional feeling of like my man he, he'll tell me when I'm wrong mm-hmm. he'll put me in my place but he does it from a place of love and he wants me to be better yeah. he's I don't feel ever like I have to be defensive with him I don't have to explain myself like mm-hmm. oh I didn't put the laundry in the dryer I'm sorry I was really busy and like a little because I, I should have done it but I don't feel like I need to do that like, babe I forgot to do it it's all moldy and can you just like switch it out for me because <laughs> yeah. like you know like yeah. he, and then he's, he's the gonna, same way and he's yeah. the same yeah. way he's like it's he's not gonna like defend a- me and be like oh, come on you couldn't have done that yeah. mm-hmm. like so when he's so I, I have such trust in him and trust is so important in any relationship that you have is that you shouldn't have to defend yourself if you make a mistake and you should just be able to be yourself. And if the person is saying anything to you who really loves you, it's only because they want to make you feel better. They only mm-hmm. want to make you better yeah. and they only want you to improve and to just see, you know, to be more self-aware. And he will say things to me that used to, you know, the two years, even two years ago, ago I'd be like, oh, why are you picking me apart or why are you doing mm-hmm. this? Like, why are you saying this to me about my communication or whatever? And now I'm like, wow, he's helped me improve in my communication mm-hmm. with him so much. Wow. He's helped me think twice before I speak to him. Like, you know, I usually would just be like, oh, do, 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 do. and now I'm like, okay, I'll take a three second pause. And I'm like, every time. And I'm like, I said this to him the other day, I go, my brain's just doing the pause without me even thinking about yeah, the pause. He also wow. is so great at the way he speaks and the way he yeah. gets things across. You don't ever feel like it's like an attack. No. And I always say to people, I'm like, honestly, like Connor has made me a better person with the conversations that yeah, we've had in the past really because does. he like listens and then he'll think before he's speaking. In our family, we've said this before. It's just like we're just quick to just speak, 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 talk, talk, talk. And sometimes he's such a great listener. So much, right. so he's such a good listener. He actually is the one who told me like he's like, listening is a superpower and like everybody yeah. needs to be a better listener. <laughs> yeah. And self awareness um, too and just being okay with and he's like, babe, I'm never I'm not trying to um attack you. I'm don't be so defensive. You don't have to explain yourself to me. He goes, I trust you. All I trust you. Now he talks to me, I'm like, oh yeah. I do want to be better at that. You know, I do want to be the first to apologize. I'm the first to apologize in every fight now. Every fight. Mm-hmm. Even he's like, okay, now you're getting too good at it. I'm like, babe, oh my I'll, God. I won't even wait five minutes. I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I'm so sorry the way I communicated that way to you. That was not right. And I'm so sorry. Wow. No, it's such and, a good wow. quality. And honestly, like it took bringing kids to get there, into though. the world, like that is going to get you guys so far. And don't yes. get me wrong. Like that is we fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the other day, how thing. you deal with a fight and how you get over oh, it. I, yeah. think because I, we, I don't know. We're not, we're not like perfect little cookie cutter over here. We fight, but we just know how to make up like, he, really well. I don't know if he told me this story or somebody told me this story, <laughs> but one like he, you would be like yelling or whatever, like piss off about something like freaking out. And yeah. he would just be like, you look great, babe. You look, you look happy. <laughs> he like does something to make you laugh. So and then he makes you like laugh. stop like, fighting. Yeah, yeah, no, he knows because he is that way. It helps me bring my guard down. So I'm like, 
I don't have to be this like defensive person. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I love that. Yeah. And he like sent me this thing about just like communication. And it was like, it was so true. It's like you really picking your battles, but we say it all the time, mm-hmm. but it's like thinking over and over again. Like I, I especially at 34, I'm not going to change this person. We're the same age. Right. I'm not going to change this person. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to hang his t-shirts on the doorknob, every single doorknob that we have in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't, and it's going to freak me out. It gives me the most anxiety. I'm like, can you just take the t-shirts out? But that's just something he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But he does five to six other things in the day that are amazing that I can't even believe that I have that because in my last relationship, I didn't even have one of those things. Yeah. Oh so God. it's like I'm you like, can get over the door. You know, like the t-shirts. whole wine on the couch, like sitting. He he like makes me dinner and like just all those things that I never had. I'm like, OK, the T-shirts, I just pulled them off now. I'm just like, I'll just do it every day. I'll robes. do it. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you really just figure out like how to pick your battles but it takes time and i think that kelly you know, was just telling us about what? how connor got her uh wait tell us about the all robe, the robe. That he got all you. the robe <laughs> oh my god he just keeps buying anything that he gets targeted and like i don't want to it's so cute i don't want him to stop because i actually like this stuff yeah. yeah but he's gonna listen to this like babe you're so annoying but um he just keeps buying me like all these random things if it's a pregnancy he'll buy it like even if it <laughs> do, he doesn't even know what it is if it says pregnancy or like a mom first time mom needs it like the very cliche etsy stuff yeah. I, I have it so he bought me this like nursing robe but i'm pretty sure it's like for a postpartum oh and it's like my God. it has like holes in it to like breastfeed i don't even know and he's so like funny he's like babe you should put your robe on tonight i'm like <laughs> i don't I'm know not, how to tell you this yeah, i don't know how to tell you this babe but like maybe this is for the hospital like just during labor but like thank you i love it probably get it to you anything you could imagine he bought like i haven't bought myself one thing (laughs) how are you feeling i know we talked a lot about relationships but everybody wants to know about your first trimester Mm -hmm. um just kind of like how your pregnancy is going and then i think for any new listeners here who don't know kelly started her business booty by rabia it's the company that i work at too based off of the whole her whole story with body dysmorphia yeah and i think a lot of people want to know like how are you dealing with body changes now and yeah. was the work that you put in before do you feel totally. stronger when it comes to that are you still dealing with body oh dysmorphia? My gosh. um i would say 80 percent there but i also had a mental breakdown this weekend because nothing fit me and i was like oh my god so uh my first trimester has been amazing I have to say, though, I'm definitely in a whole other like in a different headspace completely when it comes to my body than I was a few years ago. So I want to backtrack really quickly and give you guys some context. So as a kid, I was a competitive dancer and I was very insecure. I was just a very insecure, even though it's from the outside, I could go on stage and be in front of thousands of people and dance. I was such a perfectionist and my performance anxiety was terrible to the point where I would cry every single time I'd any little mistake I would hysterically cry if I said something that didn't come out the way I wanted to I would cry I would feel insecure and I would look at myself in the mirror and never be happy with what I saw and you know dance and then growing up and just in that whole industry it made it 10 times worse and so when I decided to do booty white radiance I didn't realize it at the time, but my purpose at the time was to help people feel confident. But I didn't realize that it was a distraction for me to not deal with my own insecurities. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for part two. This conversation is getting so good and you won't want to miss it.